Hey guys, welcome back. It's Monday night, Monday night, manna. Come on into the building. I hope everybody had a wonderful, uh, wonderful day. I had a wonderful weekend, had a great day. Hey, there's my girl, uh, Nicole, coming into the building. So glad to see you again. There's mail coming in. All right, all right. Got everybody coming in. Let me get this up on this screen over here. That way I can see a little bit bigger. Hey, brother Michael, how you doing? I hope you had a wonderful day. Um, so tonight, 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 we're talking about faith up and worry down. You guys know in today's climate, in today's society, I mean, just with what's going on, if you watch the news, you know, that will worry you sick. On top of, you know, all the illness, um, personal things that we're going through, you know, with family members, personal things within our own lives. So I thought it was, um, you know, really important to come in, uh, you know, and say, okay, let's have a discussion on worry tonight. But I do want to um, be sure and give updates on the contest also as well. So you guys don't, um, please don't let me forget to go over that information. Hey, thanks for sharing that out, Mel. Thank you so much. Um, we're going to start out, and uh, I know some of you guys like to follow along with the word. We're going to start out with Matthew 6. Um, and 27, that's right, praise the Lord. We got to praise him all the time because Lord knows he, you know, he is a good and he is a gracious God. I tell you, even when we don't act right, he is still gracious. He just says, my, 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 that's my child, but I love her, him. Anyway, I'm just going to keep on loving him, right? Um, so, you know, the as going through this study, you know, looking at it and saying, you know, God doesn't want us to spend time, spend our days worrying. And as I was preparing for this, I was thinking, you know, especially someone that's went through, for those of you that are familiar with my story, um, rape, molestation. Uh, hey, Zay, there's my girl, Sarah. Glad to see you. You did not miss the update yet on the prize. I think you guys are going to be really excited. But, you know, as someone that's went through uh, rape, molestation, uh, worry was a big part of my life for many, many years. Um, and if you've experienced any type of abuse, you can really relate to what I'm talking about. You're worried about, well, what if people find out? Um, you know, what are people going to say if I do start telling my story? Um, my day wasn't good, worrying a lot, can't sleep or concentrate on him. Oh my goodness, brother Michael. Well, this man, as I always say, you know, my messages are, um, divine downloads. So, uh, you know, whatever he puts on my spirit, cause I initially had another subject I was wanting to speak on. And by midday, he said, no, we're going to talk about worry tonight. You guys know I'm obedient. So, you know, every time it just, um, you know, puts confirmation on my heart, you know, and, and, you know, I hate that you didn't have a good day, but that confirms to me, I'm always operating in the right uh, vein of obedience. You know, when I listen to him um, and whether I have what I want to talk about, and he says, no, this is what I want you to talk about. Hey, there's my girl, J9. Um, so we're going to talk about worrying tonight, getting our faith up and that worry down, because as brother Michael said, you know, and that I do have that in, in the lesson to talk about, we can get to the point of so much worry that we can just completely lose track, you know, of the word. We just become um, so consumed with it and, and we forget and, and lose track. As he said, you know, it's hard to focus, um, you know, on God. But when we know that's the time, as I say, to hold the plow, hold the plow. I'm glad you have word to teach on from the fall. Yeah, that's what came to me because I actually had something else. I was um, 
when I, like I said, when I inserted myself, when I inserted myself, um, you know, into it, I was going to talk about empathy. And he said, no, not tonight. We're going to talk about worry. So I said, okay, being obedient. But um, hey, hey, uh, who else has uh, popped off in here? Welcome, everybody that came in. Let me go ahead and put up first um, about the contest because there was some changes. When I came off yesterday, there was um, a slight mishap as I was putting that thing back together, putting it back in the package, a piece broke off. And I'm like, oh man, well actually I didn't notice it. I go to get up from the table and I'm like, what's this little black piece go to? Well, once I real, I'm like, wait a minute, I think this goes to the blender. So I wasn't gonna cancel the contest. We were like, you know what? Let's just go out and buy another one. So let me pop it up and we've upgraded this thing. So some look person is getting an upgrade. I said, you know what? God knows whoever it is because God already knows who's going to win it. So he already said, you know what? Let's upgrade it because whoever wins um, this blender that we're giving away as part of Tor uh, Tornado Teaches Healthy Tidbits. Thank you, Mel, for that name. Um, Somebody is going to be truly blessed. So let me just put up here to show you guys what we've switched over, switched over to. So now instead of the um, just one single serve, we've switched this over. So now um, the contest goes all the way through up until midnight uh, this coming Saturday, uh, the 30th, June 30th. It'll end at midnight. The winner will be chosen live on Periscope at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time um, on my Sunday Healthy Cooking Scope. Um, so make sure you go and enter. So now you're getting a 10-piece personal blender that you know comes with everything that you see there. I will not be taking this one out of the box to display it. Uh, I'm not opening it because I believe, you know, from putting that other one in and out. But anyway, um, you know, God always has a plan. So like I said, once that piece broke on the other one, I'm like, A, I'm, you know, not canceling the contest. B, I'm definitely not sending, you know, this with a broken piece on it. So we went out and got another one and we upgraded it. So this one here has even more bells and whistles. So um, to all of the entrants, good luck. I can't wait to see um, who will win this. It is it is um, by random pick. So it's not me sitting there going through playing, you know, any, mini mighty mo with it. it. It will be a random pick, which I'll do live on my Sunday scope at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time during the healthy cooking session. So good luck. Um, to all the entrants, and I'll put this up again. Hey, there's my sister-in-law coming in. So I'm going to pop this down off the screen, and we're going to get into this lesson tonight, guys. And then I'll put that back up um, for everybody that may have came in uh, and missed that. But good luck to everybody that's already entered. I checked earlier, so our entries are building up, which I'm excited about. So I hope more of you guys go over, um, get yourself entered in it, and may God bless you to be the winner um, of that so you can make you some nice uh, smoothies this summer. So let's hop off into this. You know, worrying can be more harmful than helpful. Hey, Sister Regina, glad to see you. You know, we tend to think, okay, maybe if I really, really focus on this thing, it's going to change the outcome of it. It's going to change God's will. But me, I found that out. You know, I could sit and worry, worry, where I could spend a whole day. And I was putting this together. I'm thinking and just ran some of the scenarios back through my head of the hours, you know, days, weeks that I sat in worry, you know, and I'm like, man, that's time. Um, 
you know, that I could have been spending more productive, spending in the word, because the worry didn't get me anywhere. You know, the worry didn't get the bill paid. The worry didn't take, um, you know, away from the emotions from, you know, the rape and the molestation. The worry did nothing but make me feel even worse. So if we look at Matthew 6, 27, you know, the word says, can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And putting that into perspective, we can't, you know, it actually, you know, because worrying, um, putting it into a Christian perspective, right? Worrying destroys God's temple. We as the body of Christ, worry puts stress on that, you know, and it has the opposite effect of what we're hoping for. You know, medical tells us, hey, welcome, Alan, glad to see you. Um, you know, medical science tells us, you know, worry and stress are highly tied to heart trouble, blood pressure problems, ulcer, thyroid um, malfunctions, migraine headaches, you know, and a host of the list of stomach disorders, you know, from stress alone was so large. I was like, okay, I can't list all of those out. Um, plus so many others. If you just go to one of the um, stress sites and I'm just, I was just scrolling and scrolling like, wow. So stress can really, really do harm to, you know, this precious vessel that God has given us his body as a member of the body of Christ, you know, worrying also, shows a lack of faith and, and understanding of God. Because if we look at Matthew 6, and if we block out verses 31 and 32, um, it says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. A lot of the time when we get up in the morning, okay, well, what are we going to eat? Then we start worrying before we even finish eating um, breakfast. Well, what are we going to have for dinner? I don't know what I'm going to have for dinner. Well, you know what? I wonder what I'm going to wear to the meeting tomorrow. You know, we start worrying about that stuff. And, and some people get so stressed out about it. You know, the room looks like a Tasmanian devil went through that thing, trying on outfit to outfit to outfit to outfit. Oh, how does this look? Does this look all right? And again, that falls off into the pleasing people category. You know, to please, you want to make sure, well, how are they going to, well, what if I wear this shirt? You think they'll like this shirt? Well, do you think, well, if I wear this blazer, will it not get me the meeting? Will it not land me the deal? You know, we factor all of this unnecessary worry off into it. And of course, in my true tornado fashion, uh, I had to go and pull some stats. Like I say, my receipts, you know, to go along with this, you know, and, and it was surprising to find out uh, if you have food in the fridge, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, a place to sleep, you're already richer than 75% of the people in the world. Now, granted, you may be saying, hey, beloved, glad to see you. You may be saying, well, I want a bigger apartment. You know, I want a nicer car. I want nicer clothes. You know what? Be thankful for the ones that you have. Think about that person that's sitting out there like I had on a t-shirt one night. And I was like, oh, this thing's all faded and I can't remember what writing. I'm like, this writing's falling, you know, off of it. And then I just stopped and I said, but you know what, Tora, is so many people out here on the streets of Houston right now that would be thankful to have this shirt that you're complaining because it's a little worn off. And I'm thinking about, you know, throwing it out, you know, and I'm just like, man. So I had to do that self-check and say, man, you know, be thankful for what you have. If you woke up this morning with more health than illness, you're more blessed than the million 
though, and I'm quite sure these statistics have even changed now by the time I pull this research from the 2017 stats. Um, if you woke up, the fact that you woke up with more health than illness, you're more blessed than one million who will not survive this week. Put that into the perspective and think, man, we're going to lose one million people. 1 million people worldwide this week alone. And if we're one of the lucky ones to wake up with that breath to say, oh, thank you, God. You gave me another day. You gave me another minute. You gave me another hour. We want to spend that worry-free, right? Um, it also says here, if you've never experienced the danger of battle, loneliness of imprisonment, the agony of torture, or the pains of starvation, you're already ahead of 600 million people in the world. So as my grandma, you know, you guys have, that have been with me heard me say it before, it may not be what you want that makes your belly stick out, but it's what you got. And what that translates to um, good old Mississippi style is you may not want that bowl of pinto beans. You might not want that pack of top ramen, but just think somewhere around the world, there you're already ahead of 600 million other people that don't even have that bowl of beans to look at. You may say, I've been eating these beans for three months. You know what? But you're still here able to eat those beans. Somebody out there is wishing, right, you're fed that they had that bowl of beans. So we can't worry and want and wish on things of tomorrow, of those things that we want. You know, that's just so important. Also, anxiety and worry um, causes physical and emotional problems, right? All this damage that we're doing to these precious clay pots, these vessels, you know, that God has graced us with. Uh, uh, anxiety and worry causes fear to act. If you're afraid, man, what are they going to say? Uh, what are they going to think? Yeah, as again, as I said, when I made the decision and said, okay, God, I'm going to trust you on this. But there was that bit of worry in the back of my mind. Well, what are people going to say when the story comes out? And the thing that I most worried about, and I knew the question was going to come up. Okay, if you were being molested all of those years, where was your mother? I worried about the day when it would come when I would have to answer that question. And I remember when I sat down and I talked to my mother about about and she said, babe, that is not your cross to bear. Tell your story. I can handle my own. You know, and just the fact of having a mother that's supportive to stand and say, tell your story. Tell your story, you know, on what happened. But it causes fear to act, you know. It causes withdrawal. Uh, you, you tend to withdraw away from the world, sometimes even the words. And we become hesitant because of anxiety and worry. Uh, it makes us cowards. You know, we're scared to move forward. Depression, discouragement, anger, a big one. Um, a, a defeated attitude. Man, you know, I just can never get ahead. You know, I just, it just seems like no matter how hard I'm trying. And you sit and worry about the fact that, uh, well, maybe if I'd have did this or you know what? Maybe if I'd have tried a little bit harder. Well, maybe if I hadn't said that to my boss six months ago, you, you're sitting worrying and holding these things captive inside your mind. Worry and anxiety also creates distrust and unbelief. It causes us to make what I call QCD decisions, quick, chaotic decisions, unwise decisions. And the big one, which I should have put at the top, it causes spiritual decay. But by taking on all that worry, we're saying, God, I know what your word says, but 
but we always put that but in a uh, what is the semicolon in there? I know what the word says, God, but you know, Matthew 6 uh, 31, it says, So don't worry what we shall eat, what we shall drink, but you know, we try to sit at God's desk and solve the problems, right? Amen. Uh, that's what we try and do. We try and put ourselves at the at the front of this thing, right? But we need to take that but and we need to move that thing around and says, you know what? Um, you know, uh, I might not have this, but God says, do not worry. We shall eat. We shall drink. You know, can any one of you add a single hour to your life? So we need to switch where that butt is at and quit putting, uh, um, you know, God on the tail end or uh, keep um, pushing him completely out. Then worrying makes you start speaking things that don't line up with what God said. It really does. And if you start, if if you become conscious of it and start to write down some of the thoughts you're having to look back, you're like, oh man, I was really doing that and becoming conscious of that thing, right? And, uh, you know, to add some more stats into this, 40% of the things we worry about will never happen. 30% of what we worry or fear about are things that happened in the past that we can't change. You know, I could have sat and spent another 20 years going over what happened, um, you know, almost 40 some years ago. And so, But once I put it into perspective and said, no, not another day, not another single day will I sit in worry and anguish with a defeated attitude from that thing, right? 10% of what we worry about are considered by most insignificant issues. We worry about little things. Oh, are my shoes okay? Does these earrings match this? Well, what about these glasses? You know, well, um, you know, well, I really want to go live, but until my story, but what if somebody notices the zit on my forehead? What if somebody notices my bottom tooth is a little off-center? Well, what if they notice, you know, and we start worrying about all of these things and the devil's just sitting back like, yes, keep on, just keep on worrying because you're not going to be able to help a single soul as long as you sit, just keep on worrying and doing my work for me. He just clapping and chip. just keep on worrying about what they're going to say if you write your book. Just keep on worrying about what they're going to say if you do the godly and right thing on the job when everybody else is being nasty, you know, and you don't join into that. You go over and, and look at that co-worker that you know, you know, uh, is hungry, you know, and, and you can look, uh, but everybody else, oh yeah, she about to lose her home. She can't even afford to eat lunch. She about to lose her kids too, but you step up and don't worry about what everybody else is going to say. But you say, you know what? I only got, you know, I got my lunch here. Let's split this. Here's a little something. Or you may pull out a couple of dollars. You may even really step it up and show out, you know, for the father and say, you know what? Let me take you to lunch. Oh, I'm sorry, beloved. I'm sorry, beloved. I shouldn't have came in here on Man of Monday acting like this on y'all. I, sh I should have took it easy, right? Um, 12% of what we worry about are issues about our health that will not happen, you know, and, and full, full transparency. When I got that call on March 25th, um, you know, that my brother was taken suddenly in the car accident, months and months and months, I would lay there saying, oh my gosh, uh, is something going to happen to me? Oh my gosh, am I going to go? I was in a panic worry, you know, and I can, because I'm thinking, man, I'm the oldest, the only girl of five. How does my uh, next to the youngest brother, um, 
go before me. God, this wasn't supposed to happen. So, you know, well, what's going to happen? Well, is something going to happen? You, Y'all, I'm telling y'all, I had myself convinced that I was soon about to check out months ago. You know, from this, just taking on that worry. And finally, I had to say, God, take this thing off of me and I'm going to live my best life. You know, I, I miss my brother dearly, but I have to live on. Um, Right. Uh, tell her mail. Uh, mail on her next scope, maybe she'll tell you guys how we forced her into pushing that go live button. And it's been on ever since. So I'm going to need y'all to quit worrying and being scared and hit that go live button. Um, even if you have to hide behind something like, well, what was the TV show that used to come on where you could only see a part of the guy's face until you get brave enough to show a little bit more, uh, whatever it is you have to do, you might want to turn your whole back around. Um, but just come on uh, and, and tell your story, talk about what you need to talk about, get that stuff off your soul and quit worrying about it, right? Um, and so once that breaks down, that 40, 30%, 10%, and 12%, uh, that comes out to say that 92% of the things that we fear or worry about will never take place. That's a pretty big number. That only leaves 8% chance. Hey, I'll take the 92 over the 8, and I ain't going to worry about the 8 because I know if something does go down, God's got it, right? We ain't even got to worry about that. So what we need to do um, is take this thing one day at a time, as I say, baby steps, small steps, have whatever strides that you need to take, live one day at a time. Because if you've already spent today worrying and worrying, where am I going to get the money to pay that bill? How am I going to get the new battery for my car? How am I going to get these new shoes th that I want that I don't need? Uh, Lord, how am I going to feed my kids? Uh, Lord, how am I, I really want to go back to school, but how am I going to get the money? You, you, if you already spent today work just in pure worry, but not taking any action towards uh, making sure any of those scenarios are taking, but just sitting and rocking and worrying rocking and worrying. Some of you might have went through a, a two packs or three packs or four packs of cool filter kings just sitting there. Ooh, ooh, just worry. Just worry. Ooh, let me pour me another drink. This going to calm my nerves. Ooh, I need another drink. Mmm. And you know, and we, that's one of the things we tend to tell, oh, child, pass me another one of them. I need a pill to calm my nerves. You know, and that's the other thing that the devil counts on. Yeah, go and get on them pills. Because for a while, those pills, those alcohol, uh, you know, them cigarettes, the food, you know, uh, whatever it is that we're taking, trying to mask and push down that worry, that thing going to wear off. Then you're going to need something a little bit stronger. Then by the time it all comes down, they got you thoroughly convinced that your mind ain't right. Oh, you really need to be on this uh, Lexaprozic, um, whatever unknown medicine that you can't even pronounce when you look at the back of it. Uh, with everything in it, and they just got you sitting there thinking you thoroughly crazy. No, but all you needed to do was quit worrying and look at Matthew 6 and 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has troubles of its own. We take this thing day by day. It doesn't do no good to worry about tomorrow. We may not even have tomorrow. You know, some people sit and they drive themselves crazy. They done planned out a whole life plan. And once one thing on that life railroad goes left. It's like, have you it's known people like that? They just melt down. They don't know how to function. They're not married by the time 
that graduate from college. They don't have a six-figure-a-year job that they had convinced and worried and stressed themselves about that they were going to have. You know, they don't have the big um, nine, ten-bedroom house. You know, they don't have a seven-figure income. They don't have a little cat and a dog in the fence um, living over in Broaden Heights or wherever it was you was wanting to live, and they don't know how to function. And then even more worried, said, saying, oh, my gosh, what are all my other college mates going to say? How am I ever going to go back to the class reunion? How many of us have not went back to the class reunion for fear of, oh, what are they going to say? Oh, I probably put on about 70 or 80 pounds. What are they going to, oh, I can't go. So when the thing, when you get the email every year that says that you coming to the class, oh, you know what? My dog is going to have to have his left paw amputated. I'm not going to be able to make it this year. Once and again, I am so sorry. Who is that saying that they used to, oh, used to be like that, Nicole? Hey, Dr. Tammy, awesome you glad to see you you know but we come up with um you know all these excuses and so i'm gonna pull a pack um you know a package here passage here um uh, from dr david lane um that really puts this into um, perspective. You know, that's that's what i'm here for by god's grace um uh, if we don't have a job we worry if we do have a job we start worrying about losing it if we don't have a car we worry if we do have a car we worry about it breaking down. If we don't have any money, we worry. If we do have money, we worry about losing it. The ignorant worry because they don't know enough. The knowledgeable worry because they know too much. The rich worry because they're afraid of losing what they have. The poor worry because they feel like they don't have enough. The old worry that they're facing death. The young worry that they're facing all the newness that's ahead of their young life. Parents worry about the children that they have. A childless couple worries if they will ever have children and worry about the children that they don't have. Single people worry if they will ever get married. And married people worry about being married. Ain't that something? Ain't that so? I really like that. Uh, and I pulled that from actually his name's Dr. David Lane, a passage of his that I was reading. And I'm like, wow, that really sums it up and puts it into a nice perspective. But, you know, as always, I ain't just going to drop, you know, the bomb on y'all, you know, and say, oh, my Lord, there ain't no hope. There, ain't, there is hope. There is God's word. What we need to do when this stuff comes up, we start praying. We pray immediately as soon as we the problem, whatever it is coming comes in. Oh, and Mel, if you'll put the name, we have a wonderful, wonderful prayer group, uh, prayer group that's led by our own bishop, uh, Melissa Baptiste, um, down there. Mel, please put the Standing in the Gap prayer group up if you guys want to come over to Facebook and join our prayer group. If you have prayer, uh, prayer requests, we would love to have you in there. So, Mel, please put the, um, the Facebook group up there, please, for me, um, Madam Bishop. So, uh, <laughs> that's Madam Bishop, y'all. So, and, but the thing, when we start praying, we, we just can't be all over the place. You have to pray specifically, be specific and pray to the exact problem. Now you can try and fool your friends about what the problem, your mama, your spouse, your kids, he already know God already knows the problem. So just keep it real on what the worry is. Be specific in that prayer when you go in on it. You know, get down to the main concern with specifics. Um and not vague. Because like I said, God already knows. So be specific in that prayer. 
uh, and pray with thanksgiving. Anxiety and gratitude cannot operate in the same vein. Anxiety and gratitude cannot operate in the same vein. So when you go in with that specific prayer, you're going to pray with full thanksgiving in your heart. And what I would say is, is to maybe keep a thankful list close to you. Maybe keep one in your phone. Because, you know, sometimes when we get so upset, when we start worrying so much, we forget what we have to be thankful for. So maybe keep a list. So when you, and you just look and say, man, okay, okay, here's my list. And go in to prayer with that thing, you know, because the, the one thing th that we know is for the anguished, he gives hope. For the fearful, he will give you courage. For anxiety, he gives peace. Amen. For the rejected, he gives acceptance. For the lonely, he gives love. For the frustrated out there, he gives encouragement. For failure, he gives forgiveness for bondage, for those of, the, uh, of us that feel restricted, beat down, oppressed, uh, uh, and just completely, you know, as um, uh, who was it said, you know, they could feel um, like the shackles, like the iron became a part of their flesh. He gives freedom for that. For dishonesty, he always brings forth truth. For confusion, he brings order. Uh, and for the ones that are being disorderly, he going to handle that too. Uh, for pain, he will bring comfort. For emptiness, he gives purpose. You just have to be listening and put that worry and that anxiety aside. For the sadness sometimes that consumes us, he gives joy. And as always for darkness, he will always find a way to shine the light in. As the way, uh, uh, you know, when Paul was in there and he came in, he said it was like a light, you know, that came upon him. And for death, he gave eternal life. At his death, he gave us life. So we have to think about that and say, you know what? I'm not going to worry about this thing because the good news is God always keeps his word. If we look at Numbers 23 and 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then act not? Does he promise and not fulfill? No, he doesn't. So keep that on your side note when you start to worry. Does he promise and not fulfill? And then you say to yourself, self, does God promise to me and not fulfill? And yourself going to say, mm-mm. And, and you say, self, um, does God speak and not act? And yourself going to say, mm-mm. And the only thing you need to say is, self, you show is right. You show right. Numbers 23 and 19. Get that one in. That's what I've been doing, binding and rebooking. That's what you have to do. You have to stay against that thing. Because once the devil gets in that vein, he will start clowning and, and just keep you in that darkness over there, right? So what I want to do, that's my lesson for tonight. Um, I want to pray this out. Um as I've started to do, but for those that came in late, I do want to put the new contest information back up there again, since there was a change um, to the prize, because what had happened was I broke the other one trying to put it back in the box, so I had to go out and buy another one. Uh, yeah, that's what it happened. So uh, for those of you that haven't entered yet, we've upgraded this to the 10-piece personal blender. It's part of our Sunday series of tornadoes. Um, Tornado teaches healthy tidbits. Um, this is our prize that we're giving away. Um, the contest ends at midnight on June 30th. So make sure um, two simple, only two simple things that you got to do is follow an Instagram account, follow the Tornado Network. Um, 
subscribe to the Tornado Network TV YouTube channel so you can keep up to date up there because sometimes I be live over on YouTube and y'all don't know it on Periscope. So if you subscribe over on YouTube when I sneak and go live over there, y'all won't miss out because I do go live on YouTube. Um, so you don't want to miss it. So you get the purse. So don't make sure because y'all be looking like where Tor at and y'all just don't know. Y'all can find no Tornado over on YouTube if you just subscribe to the channel and click that little bell on there so you'll get the notification that says Tornado just went live. So don't miss out. So that's the cont um, contest information. We're going to pray this out as I have um, been doing. As I said, good luck um, to all of those that have already entered, all of those that um, are to enter. I can't wait to see um, who is blessed to win this. I'm going to be so happy packing it up um, to ship it out. But what I'm going to do, because I'm going to close this out once I close out the prayer, um, I'll give my ending as I always do. Walk good, do good, be good. Yeah, most gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you once and again. A few of us have come together with bowed heads and humble hearts, Father God. Lord, I ask that you help quiet the mind of those that are worried at this moment, Father God. Father God, make fear disappear in its place. Father God, please plant your truth, Father God. Remove those things that are causing stress, grief, and sorrow in their lives, dear Father. You are the God who saves, loves, comforts, and protects us, Father. Father God, quiet worrying minds so that they may Focus on you and your power. Clear and cleanse away all thoughts that are not of your will, Father. Lord, I ask if you would allow peace to enter and the fear to leave the warrior. I ask for uh, I ask for the absence of fear um, from their hearts, mind, and spirit, Father God. Flood and fill their, fill their fearful places with strength and renewed minds. Renewed minds to remember your power and faithfulness in, in the moments of fear, dear God. In those moments of apprehension when they're not feeling sure. Father God, help us to remember that we belong to you and you are not the author of fear or anxiety, Father God, but you're the giver of love and a sound mind. We ask for the strength to remain rooted in your word, Father God, because your word says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving in our hearts uh, to present our request to you, Father God, as we're doing tonight. Allow your peace to transcend all understanding and guide our hearts and minds, dear Father. We bless you for our lives and we praise you for your abundant mercy and grace that we receive with each breath that you allow and grace us with. We thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness, even when we are not faithful to you. Lord Jesus, we ask that you give us peace all around throughout our mind, body, soul, and spirit. You've given us the tools and all the spiritual blessings to fight against any enemy, to fight against those things that might uh, come to kill, steal, and destroy, those things that try to seal our peace, Father God, and consume our minds. No matter what issues we're dealing with, Father, no matter how how big the problem or the situation may seem. We come to lay them before your feet tonight, Father God, as we focus on you, remembering your promises, Father God, and your words. We believe you will fill us with a peace that is beyond any and all understanding. When we are weary, Father God, may we be refreshed with your living water. When we are worn, may we be renewed, Father God. When we are broken, may we be restored. When we are fearful, may we become faithful and strong, Father God. We ask that you continue to be our mighty counselor. We ask that you continue to be our rock in this weary land because we know that you're the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, Father God. We ask that you give us a home somewhere in your kingdom where we may rest, rule, and abide now and forever. Let the saints say, 
Amen. Until next time, family, walk good, do good, be good. I love y'all. I really do. Be purposeful, be intentional, and stop worrying. That stuff will kill you, and I want you to be around with me for a long time. I love you. I really do. You all know the Torah. 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 Torah.